This is a Squeeze podcast. We're your shortcut to being informed. This week, our podcast is brought to you by Hubble, spelt H-U-B-B-L. It fuses streaming and free-to-air TV into a single experience, which means you don't have to go in and out of apps to discover content you'll love. Hubble, it's TV and streaming made easy. Good morning, I'm Alex Ty. And I'm Claire Kimball. It's Wednesday the 15th of November. In your Squiz today, Xi Jinping goes to America. Biden urges caution on Gaza hospitals, Bunnings benches engineered stone, and sun safety enters the Hall of Fame. This is your Squiz Today. Claire, another day, another big international summit, and this time it's APEC Leaders Week in San Francisco, with APEC, of course, being the annual talks between 21 states in the Asia-Pacific region about trade and the economy. Our Prime Minister, Anthony Albanese, will be there later in the week. But it turns out that he is not actually the main attraction. Yeah, look, Australia rarely is in these big summits, and I'm sure that we're <laughs> not that disappointed about that. But yeah, Anthony Albanese will be eclipsed by Xi Jinping heading to the United States. It's a bit bigger news. <laughs> and it will be the Chinese leader's first visit to the United States in six years. It's only his second in-person meeting with Biden since he became the president. Um, the United States and China relationship has been a bit tricky. Like other Western nations, the United States has been locked in a trade war with China for the past several years. One flashpoint under Biden was a move to restrict China's access to computer chips that they would need to keep up with the latest in artificial intelligence. And this year, things hit a really new low when a Chinese spy balloon floated over the United States mainland. (laughs) Yeah, I remember that strange, strange week. Mm. But now she and Biden are back at the table after what has been reported as months of intense diplomacy behind the scenes. Both sides are coming to the meeting with a list of aims. For the US, they're hoping to re-establish military communications with China, which were cut off at the end of last year. Yeah, and that's really important to have that military-to-military communications because a small incident, like a spy balloon, (laughs) could spiral into a much bigger conflict. And when it comes to Xi Jinping's aims, China's economy is in trouble and it's lost a lot of foreign investors. So his trip to San Francisco is designed in part to get that going again. After his meeting with Joe Biden, President Xi will be having dinner with American business leaders. It's going to cost attendees 2000 bucks a head to do that. And with two of the most powerful men in the world coming together, reports say that all the fineries have been planned to a T, including high-level discussions over who should enter the room first, Claire. So <laughs> watch this space for that news. I don't know what the power move is. Is it coming in first or coming in second? I'm not sure. Sticking with world politics and Joe Biden specifically, yesterday the US president said that he wants to see less intrusive action from Israeli troops at Gaza's main hospital, which has been a focus of the fighting for the past few days. Yeah, Biden also said that the hospital must be protected. There are reports that Israeli tanks are stationed outside that Al-Shifa hospital in Gaza City, which Israel says is sitting on top of an underground command and control centre, which is 
operated by Hamas, which is the terrorist group that controls that territory. That's a claim, though, that Hamas denies. And the World Health Organization has said that there's 15,000 Palestinians sheltering at the hospital. That's on top of 3,000 patients and hospital staff who are already there. And there are big concerns, of course, for their health if they're a patient and their safety if they're sheltering. Another big focus is on the Israeli hostages. Mediators in Qatar say that Hamas has offered to release 70 women and children from amongst those hostages it's holding in Gaza in exchange for a five-day truce. In the past few weeks, Israel has been clear, though, that there will be no consideration of a ceasefire until the 240 hostages are freed. Claire, we covered this story in the Squiz Today newsletter on Monday, but this is the first time we've talked about it in the podcast. In the last few days, a group of people have been released from immigration detention following a landmark high court ruling a week ago. And yesterday, Immigration Minister Andrew Giles said that among those 81 people released, he believed that three had been convicted of murder and that there were several sex offenders amongst them. Yeah, so to start at the beginning with this one, the High Court ruled that non-citizens can't be indefinitely detained if they're unable to be deported. And that's the case with this group who have been released. So it's where this story originates from. It's not like it's a change of government policy or anything like that. It's from this high court ruling. And that's a point that Giles was really at pains to make yesterday. He was under pressure in question time. And he said that the Albanese government argued against the detainees releasing court and that there's a shared rejection and revulsion at their criminal conduct. Giles also talked in Parliament about what authorities can do to keep tabs on the group, including daily check-ins. He also said the government is looking into legislative and regulatory options in response to the ruling. And Claire, this story is a good reminder to sign up to our Squiz Today newsletter. There are links in that newsletter to lots more news and information that we can't fit here in the podcast. A message now from our podcast partner, Hubble. You know what it's like. Your friend recommends a great film or TV show and you're excited to check it out, but suddenly realise you can't remember what she said it was. That's where Hubble, spelt H-U-B-B-L, comes in. It brings your streaming apps and free-to-air TV together into a single experience. You can easily search for your favourite content and keep track of what you want to continue watching. You can also watch free-to-air TV with or without an aerial using the integrated TV guide so you always know what's on and where. It's TV and streaming made easy. Go to hubble.com.au to find out more. If you're contemplating a renovation, you'll be interested to hear that Bunnings is ditching engineered stone. The hardware chain says they won't be stocking any more of the stone from 2024. Now, that's big news because engineered stone has been really popular for kitchen and bathroom bench tops, but it has also been linked to rising rates of silicosis in trades workers. Yeah, I've done three renovations, I think, Alex, in my time of owning apartments, and I've used this kind of stone in all three of them. But Mm. in recent times, there's been an increased awareness that that condition, which is kind of like asbestosis, um, it really is a way that this silica dust is inhaled, it gets 
into workers' lungs and it can cause an incurable lung disease. There was a recent WorkSafe Australia report into engineered stone that has made a case for a ban and federal and state and territory ministers are going to meet next month to make that call. But Bunnings beat them to it after pressure from union members who have been protesting outside of Bunnings stores over their stocking of engineered stone. In its announcement, Bunnings said it was proactively making this decision to allow suppliers and customers time to prepare for a transition. Claire, when I think of the sounds of Australia, I think of, you know, cicadas on a summer night or of a magpie swooping you from behind. (laughs) But the National Film and Sound Archive is a bit more sophisticated in that it inducts 10 new sounds into its Sounds of Australia's archive each year, which is kind of like an Aussie Sounds Hall of Fame. Yeah, and the inductees this year include the iconic slip, slop, slap jingle. I reckon (laughs) I first heard that when it first came out in 19. And I still remember about slipping on a shirt, slopping on sunscreen and slapping on a hat. Um, That ad has been credited with changing Australia's attitude towards sun safety over the decades. It ran on national TV. It was in print ads. It was on radio. It was everywhere. And some other additions on top of that to the sounds of Australia. Uh, I am Australian from the Seekers. Controversial Alex. I can't stand that song. (gasps) Let's just keep that between you and me. Okay. Uh, also, <laughs> Sherbert, the band, they're in the archive with their song, How's That? I'm still a bit shaken, Claire, but look, <laughs> I'm going to segue away to some other iconic Aussie sounds. Maybe some songs you will like are at the Arias, which are on tonight. You can watch them on Channel 9 or on Stan. I know, it's very un-Australian of me, isn't it? But, you know. <laughs> Squiz the day, Claire. Apart from the Arias, what is coming up today? Look, one to look out for, it's the Men's World Cup semi-final. We're playing off against South Africa. That's at 7.30pm tonight, Eastern Daylight Time, uh, one that all cricket fans will be very interested in. And that is it for us today. I am going to plug again the newsletter for more context on any of the stories that you've heard today. There is a link to sign up to that in the show notes. That's it for us today. Thank you for listening and we'll be back again tomorrow. Hi there, it's Bryce from Squiz Kids, the daily news podcast for small people. March is Women's History Month and we're celebrating over on our socials. Every weekday this month, we're throwing the spotlight on a different iconic woman from Australia's rich history. Follow us on Instagram via the handle at SquizKids to learn the backstories of some incredible Aussie women and together honour their legacies.